You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. Sean, let's talk about today something that we see a lot of in not every lesson that we do, but we see it every day for sure. So we, we, we talked in another podcast about how, you know, this idea of kind of like sitting on a bar stool at setup creates a lot of problems with how the pelvis moves. We didn't talk about what that does to the upper body. That's what we want to talk about today. So if you have that kind of sitting on a bar stool look, what do we typically see from the upper body? Yeah. And, and you and I were talking about this before the show. I think when, when I think about sitting on a bar stool, I'm thinking about keeping my upper body pretty much vertical so I can actually sit on it, right? Like a normal person. I wouldn't be sitting on a bar stool <laughs> folded over unless you'd I, be, unless you said, unless you'd be passed, passed out. out. <laughs> so yeah. So I, Exactly right. I think it um, the image of that hurts more people than it helps because when you think about sitting back, it gets your weight on your heels. It gets you kind of squatting down back, too far back, getting your pelvis too far, or your center of your hips too far behind your heels. And your bumper body is completely vertical and your chin is up. Like those are the things I would think I would do if I was sitting on a bar stool. And then all those things put together make it impossible to have a decent angle to your upper body. When, when you're setting up. Yeah, and a lot of guys do that, or golfers do that, just because at setup it feels a little more kind of counterbalanced, right? you got the club out in front of you, the arms out in front of you, so you've got all that weight sitting back on your heels. Like, it, it's kind of counterbalanced. But as soon as we start moving that club around us, now you've got all of the weight moving back behind you, and then that just triggers that early extension, really early in the backswing. And – not only are the hips moving forward now, now we see a lot of up and down movement with the spine. And if you want to teach someone how to hit it inconsistently and how to miss it all over the club face, start to get their upper body bobbing and weaving throughout the golf swing. And that's, it's what we see, you know, it's, it's just happens so often and golfers are looking at, you know, a lot of times like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping at impact. I need to get rid of the flip when their upper body, and we can put it on gears, their upper body is changing as much as 15 degrees. Like you've got no choice but to flip it. And that's the case. When, when you've started with an upright upper body, it bends forward in the backswing and then it immediately starts to raise back up in the downswing. You've essentially required yourself to make the club longer. And by that, I mean getting rid of all of those wrist angles just to contact the ball. So you're not going to really fix all of these things that we want to see or that we do see in good downswings unless you address, you know, how, how you're positioning at the start your upper body. And we got a really simple idea for that. And it's one that Carl Welty, I think, 
the first time I've ever heard about it. Just creating this kind of leaning over a picket fence solves a lot of issues. Yeah, that, that image there. Obviously, you know, we, we use a lot of pictures and images when we're teaching because people tend to remember those a lot better than just words. So if you can think about, okay, if there's a picket fence in front of me about waist time and just kind of fold over it, that accomplishes, you know, the upper body bend forward and it it makes it so you can't bend your knees too much because your knees will hit the fence. So it kind of kills two birds with one stone. And then on, on top of that, uh, it it when you bend over the fence and look down at the ball, it makes your neck kind of bend down a little bit, which I think is also important. And I think it ties in with upper body uh, position at address. Like if you're if you've been told to keep your chin up and kind of look out of the bottom of your eyes, that contributes to a poor position of the upper body because it kind of makes you arch your back a little. And then when your neck is up, a lot of times immediately you'll start turning the shoulders back too flat. So it, everything you're doing at a dress with the upper body and even the neck, it affects how the club goes back. So if you're like Mike is saying, if you're looking at impact, trying to fix that, you, you, a lot of the stuff you can fix just by fixing the setup. It's amazing. The kind of swing <laughs> changes we see just from a decent setup. People just underestimate it. And you know, there's no, there's no talent required for a good setup. Like you don't have to be thin. You don't have to have incredible flexibility. You just have to get into the habit of getting your body in position so it can move easy, right? We see so many setups that make the golf swing so difficult to do. Like a good golf swing should be easier than a poor golf swing. It requires less effort, I promise. And you can make that like you can set Adam Scott up, which I think we'd all agree is a pretty good golf swing. We could put him in some of these setup positions that we see on a daily basis, and his swing would very quickly not start to not look like Adam Scott's swing. So you you would you would create a lot of work, or you're creating a lot of work from a poor setup, rather than you know creating kind of a the path of least resistance. And such a good point what you talked about with the uh, the head and neck. If you look up at old pictures of, um, you know, Jack Nicklaus uh, comes to mind, you'll see, um, and he's not the only one certainly, but you'll see kind of the, the back of the head almost parallel with the ground. Like they're looking down uh-huh. right at the ball. Or if it's a driver, you know, it's a little bit more in front of you. But they're looking almost straight out of their eyes at the ball. And I don't know when it became in vogue to kind of keep the back of the head in line with the back, you know, <sighs> spine angle type deal from down the line and you start to get that kind of looking underneath your glasses like I got bifocals on now and I have to kind of look down my nose to see something or read it clearly and we see a lot of golfers trying to do that with the ball and it, it it's going to affect negatively affect the very beginning of your backswing with your shoulder turn it just is yeah yeah I think um I don't know when that started because they didn't do it back in the day. They weren't really paying attention to even that. They were just setting up the way they thought they could move the best. Yeah. I I think when we started. I would think it probably started, you know, when, when we got, when video became pretty popular and you, Mm -hmm. and you could draw lines, right. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to draw lines, line up the back. And then, yeah, why not? Let's just get the head because it doesn't matter. Let's get the head laying on that line too. Would be my guess. I don't know. It had but, to be. Yeah. Just a video camera uh, age. Because it doesn't make much sense otherwise, and we don't do it in putting. 
We shouldn't do it in putting. Um, you know, we don't do I it. I did or, have a guy doing it in putting the other day, actually. That's funny you say that. He was trying to do the same thing. I was like, I think it's easier if you just tip your head down so you're looking out of your eye, middle of your eyes, yeah. like you would do everything else. And, and he did start rolling it better. Just And his alignment was so far off because when you tilt your neck up, it kind of crossed his lines up yes. where he was looking. So, um, yeah, I think people are doing it everywhere. You see that a lot in putting, actually. When, when you're set up, you know, you're looking at your ball, and then when you take a look to the hole, you'll see guys raise their head up to see the whole kind of, you know, parallel eyes. You wouldn't get in the habit of, you know, just swiveling your head and seeing down your line rather than completely changing your line because you're right, it does cross up the lines for sure. So of all the things that we see most commonly related to that, I would probably say flat shoulder turn is one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? You see the same 100%. thing? 100%. Yeah, because they're in all essentially they've already built in a flat shoulder turn because mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're not bent over enough to turn on a you know to turn on the shoulders steeper. Their 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 shoulders are kind of vertical at address, so if they just turn level like they, a lot of them think they're supposed to be doing, absolutely. And the thing is, you have to bend over to hit the ball at some point, right? You got to regain <laughs> the body flex. So yeah. a lot of them will set up tall with their upper body turn back flat and then steepen down. Yeah. Like try to steepen down to start the downswing that tips the club out way over the top. And then they might even stand up at the last second to try to fit the club in. It's just a disaster. Yeah. It's, like it uh, all starts with a dress. Yeah. You're exactly right. That uh, we, <clears throat> That's a move you will see every single day. That kind of flat back swing because it's easier to turn flat like if you just stand up that's way easier to rotate than if you're in a golf posture so they will stand up to get that big shoulder turn because they know if they get just get a big shoulder turn they're going to hit it far far. Mm -hmm. and then okay now i've got all this turn i've kept no tilts but the ball's on the ground so now i've got to try to reorient that spine somewhere down that just sends everything over the top and then you're exactly right that club's coming steeply down then they've got to reverse that idea, stand up, flip at it, and um, <laughs> good luck because you're going to get you're going to get balls going every direction. Yeah, so you, like you said in the beginning, you're just making it more difficult. And the thing is, you know, we, we've with this AMG Plus form, we get to see a lot of a lot of swings, right, and the eye lessons and everything. But the, it's interesting in AMG Plus there with our checkpoint system, they kind of want to jump ahead a lot of times. Like, Hey, how's, how's my impact or how's right, my right. top of the swing checkpoint form? Like they, they discount how much the address position is affecting all of it. And, and even to a point where this, how you set your upper body up affects the grip because if the upper body is too vertical, the grip gets too palmy in their lead hand. And then they take the club dead inside. They, they don't, they don't, a lot of times it takes them a while to connect how important the setup is to the rest of the, the checkpoints. I mean, it's it's natural, right? We, we we hit the ball down at the bottom of the swing. So if there's a problem with the hit, it's got to be a problem with the bottom of the swing. <laughs> right. Right? It's just, I mean, because the swing's so fast too. You know, if it took five minutes to make, we make might, might make a little more sense. But you fix all of that or you remove the obstacles creating that, which by and far – most golfers have obstacles in their way when they're starting the downswing that, mm-hmm. that kind of cause those bad impacts. We rarely see just awesome backswings with terrible impacts. It's rare. 
So, you know, you clean that up, you remove those obstacles, and then that quarter of a second downswing becomes much more reactionary and you're using your athleticism to, you know, really improve the shot rather than try to save the shot. And it's if if you if you're a golfer and you can grasp a one concept, I would say it would be that to greatly improve your golf swing. It's get the backswing in order, get the setup in order so the backswing can be in order, so the transition can be easier. So the downswing now becomes just a fast, explosive, reactionary movement. And, you know, it's something um, not too, a couple days ago, a couple teachers online, which blew me away, were, were, were making fun that we were teaching backswing stuff. <laughs> you know, because it's like the downswing is all that matter. And these are guys teaching the swing to people. That's frightening. I don't know. The last time in an eye lesson, I've talked about the downswing. You know, it's you, been a little bit because it's back. The backswings are just not where they need to be, right? I mean, I might talk about it some, but most of the work that I have them do is early backswing, making sure they're not late to the right at the top. You know, get, if you're going to go to the right, let's get there early so we can start marking back toward the middle. That that there is like, I'm I'm helping people with that, and it's fixing their downswings. Well, and you and you get you get the follow up lesson, right? For the, like mm-hmm. when they buy the five pack, they get the follow up. That next lesson, the downswing is always better, even though you never talked about it. Exactly. So, you know, and because when you start talking about something, you start thinking about it, right? You start thinking your way through it, and you can't think your way through the downswing. You can have some ideas and some thoughts, and you can do some drills, but, you know, once that club kind of hits shaft or left arm parallel in the downswing, there's not much you're going to change at that point. Nope. Yeah, you're just hitting the ball at that point yeah. with what you've got, what you've built into the kind of the system at that point. Yeah, and golfers have the impact they have, right? Because they have mm-hmm. to have it. I've never met a golfer set out to, like, I want to flip it. I want to stand up on the shot. I want to lose my posture. All those things are necessary to hit the golf ball because of what leads up to that. So if you can get the idea of, okay, let me just clean up you know, what's causing, you know, uh, my car's not running, you know, I, I can't ignore the fact that I have four flat tires and go get the engine tuned up. Right? I got to get the exactly. tires fixed first. Let's get the basics. Yes. And th- then if we need to tune the engine, that's fine, but let's get the thing moving correctly first, then we can fix it. So, you know, this kind of went in a couple of different directions, but the main <clears throat> takeaway here is the spine. I'm just talking about the upper body. You do not want a ton of variation for Ben standing up, you know, all that in the golf swing. And we see a lot of golfers who will start with a spine too upright. Lots of them. And you're either going to make it flatter on the backswing or you're kind of going to kind of dip down. Either way, you're starting on the seesaw. So just, I wish we had a dollar for every time we had given someone the idea of, of setting up to it over a fence. If you just oh look over a fence, go to the go to the back of your couch, put your thighs up to the back of your couch, and just look over the, just look over the back of your couch. You're going to feel the exact same thing. Then learn how to move from there. Maybe you, six foot eight. <laughs> you can't see over the back of your couch. I can't even see over mine. <laughs> you see me looking back. <laughs> That's not going to work for me. All right, put your thighs up to, to the to the curb on the side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot all right so well, 
I think that kind of hopefully makes guys understand or allows guys to understand how important that, you know, the, the lower part of the body is extremely important to swing, but that affects the upper part of the body. And that's what's holding, you know, the arms are attached to that part of it. And that's what's holding the club. So if you're struggling with some impact issues man, get a good down the line video and see how much that spine is moving. Yeah, and how it's set up to yeah. even, to move correctly or incorrectly. It make, makes a big difference. Absolutely. All right, so that covers the upper body spine or at least introduces it. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it more because we see a lot of issues with it. And uh, anything else we want to hit before we leave? No, I think that's good. If, if you're enjoying these and they're helping you, please go over to iTunes and subscribe. Leave us a written review if you have the time and uh, give us a five-star. It helps more golfers find the podcast and we're trying to help as many of you guys as we can. Love it. See you all in the next one.